and welcome again to my show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, and I'm searching for people with integrity. Why? Because our country suffers from IDD, Integrity Deficit Disorder. Today, we have an author, a prolific author, who travels the world, that looks to me. We'll find out in a little bit. Her name is uh, Winifred Bragg. That's with two Gs on Bragg. Are you there, Winifred? I'm here, John. And you're a doctor. I didn't call you doctor. Forgive me. That's okay. That's okay. I'm not (laughs) treating you today. (laughs) Well... I may have some assets, <laughs> um, especially when we get to the, to the back section. Okay. Yes, we surely you might may have some answers. There you go. Let me uh, pump this right here a little bit. It looks like it's well now. Oh, there was a couple of things I wanted to do to get out of the way first, uh, as I was making some notes, mm-hmm. and the, um, the the book, of course is the most recent book, which is Bragg Book for a Competitive Job Market, Backing the Right Way. Right. Is that right? Correct. Okay. And then I've got two of the things I'm going to lay upon you. One is which uh, Fort Bragg See, I was Army. That was that makes me Army. All right, it does. It's in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. That's right. It's Fayetteville. That's right, Fayetteville. Yeah, and uh, and the other thing we probably ought to get out of the way is roll time, roll, roll time. wave, roll time, roll We're tide. Ready for that. We're yeah. ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> does everybody ask you that? Roll tide. Everybody asks me that. My my patients know when Alabama loses, they want to cancel their appointments. They think that I'm going to be in a bad mood. But fortunately, I'm not bragging. They don't lose that often, so I don't have to have that many cancellations. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, um, let me let me ask you how do you how do you practice and how 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 do you do all these books simultaneously? You're you're really at it. Well, it's, it's just about having discipline and keeping a schedule. One of my books, as you know, is on goal setting. And uh, I write down what my goals are and what are reasonable time frames in which I think that I can accomplish those goals. And I just try not to waste time. I use my car a lot. Now, you know, you can use your car hands-free and you can uh voice uh, memos and dictate things when you're driving to and from work. So when I have thoughts about books and different thoughts and ideas for speeches and things, I can dictate it in my 30 mile, excuse me, 30 minute commute to and from work. So that's very helpful. And I tell people that's one of the things you got to use what you have. And if you're sitting in the car driving, that's some wasted time you can use. Oh, I understand completely. I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, I'm going to say 15 or 20 things. And uh, as I'm rolling down the road, I'm thinking, you know, uh, I can't write. 
but I could record it if I had a recorder. But I haven't thought about that. Now I've thought it. Right. You can just take your iPhone or whatever kind of phone you have and have it plugged into the car and you put it on voice memo or to a, uh, whatever type of uh, dictation system you have. And while you're doing that, John, you can record a show or some ideas for a show or story and get it roughed. And then you have it transcribed and there you have it. And once I did that, that was the key to helping me write my books. I believe that. I believe that. Because it seems to me I'm, I'm always behind. I just can't right. catch up. I'm always behind. You know? <laughs> and I don't like it. I'm usually right on time. You know, and I was right. a drill sergeant in the Army. Right. Oh, my God. The drill. You were Sergeant Carter in the Army, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was the honor graduate of my honor school. Wow. Well, we all have things we have to work on, and that just means that you are super busy. But um, that's what I would recommend. If you try that voice memo, just try it for a day, and you're going to see how much you get done in doing that. I will. I will. Mm -hmm. I will do that. Now, the book currently, um, I guess it was just launched? Well, recently? it was launched uh, uh, last year. I launched one on the brag book for professionals i see well that was good enough for me um what did you want the message that you had when you have an up down all around kind of economy what was the message that i wanted what now what what would be in your opinion regarding the uh, competitive job market and if you Look at radio and TV during the day. You hear all kinds of economic uh, problems and so forth. And, of course, that's going to affect uh, jobs and the right. people that, that want them. So why do you – tell me about the, the one that got you out of the – anyway, go ahead. Well, what I think about in a, um economy – that what one has to do is be like an octopus and look at what are your different skills. A lot of times we have different skills that are untapped skills, untapped qualities and things that we're qualified to do that we don't even know about. Sometimes it's not the things that you were even trained to do that you had formal training with, but sometimes it's your natural gifts that you can develop. And that can also turn into something from economics. I think that a person has to have more than one stream of income and revenue. And that's why you have to do different things. And that will help you in a competitive job market and an economy like it is today. Well, it's, it, um, you know, I, I, I'm a news freak. I, that's where I get my information. Like, right. like people like you. And I subscribe to the RTIR. And I get a lot of right. authors. You're being one of them. And, right. and it just, I just have this feeling that there's something, there's something over the next, uh, a cliff is over the, around the next mountain. That's what I'm getting to. I think we're going to have problems, and I don't, would not cast my own views on that other than um, you find it luring for you. Right. You've got a lot of books. 
and a lot of speaking engagements. Yes, sir. Do you try to stay home if you're in your travel to your car, or do you fly a lot? Well, I really like live events because it helps you with interaction with the audience. But as you know, with the t pandemic, like everyone else, I had to pivot. And so I then became proficient in doing virtual events. So I offer a lot of virtual events. And, you know, that helps a lot of people who don't want to have the expense of traveling and going places. And they can tune in to a virtual event without having to leave their home. I even incorporated virtual things or telemedicine in my practice during the uh, pandemic. So I do both virtual and live events. Well, that's terrific. That way you're going to have two sources of uh, business coming at you. Right. And that's what I think the key is for how the economy is going. You need to have more than one stream of income because whoever would have thought, John, that times would come where people couldn't get to the doctor. And so the pandemic was the time when you had to say, doctor, I just can't get to you. I'm afraid to come. There's a infection and what all is going on. I have all these other uh, illnesses and I don't feel safe coming to a doctor's office. You never would have thought medical school didn't prepare us for saying people can't get to the doctor's office. So I had to pivot then and create a telemedicine aspect of my practice. And so it, it's good because you know what it helped? It helped caregivers a whole lot because caregivers didn't have to disrupt their time with taking care of people who were sick and worry about the transportation and whatever. So, yeah, so it gives you more than one stream of income. Well, that's uh, that's pretty good. Real good. The um, the things that you, I guess your topics that you're looking at mostly, they're all medical related in some way of another, other, other than how to get a job? Well, what really happened, the Bragg factor really is not so medical related. It's really about, as you say, about how to get a job, but it teaches people about their value, recognizing their value. And what I find that even when people are sick or disabled or uh, in pain, that sometimes, you know, people attach to their value, their job to their value. And when they can't do it because they're sick or disabled, some of them don't feel as valuable. And sometimes you have to come up with different skill sets to be able to do something else. So a lot of the topics that I talk about, I do speak to medical groups, but I speak to a lot of business organizations and companies and to women's groups. Because recognizing your value and being able to brag and say good things about yourself, John, is kind of like you say the IDD, the Integrity Deficit Disorder. There's a deficit in people being able to say good things about themselves. And as you mentioned in the news today, there's so much bad on the television or wherever you're listening right. that it's good to be able to say something positive. And a lot of times we don't say what's good about us and that's why the brag factor so it's not about also medical even beyond getting a job it helps you to understand yourself personally and professionally i would imagine that if with the coming uh, presidential election uh -huh. uh, that uh, they might look at someone such as you with all the talent that you have and all the things that you know you ought to be on one of those teams <laughs> what do you think? Well, you know, I would be love to be on one of those teams if they would listen. 
because I think that there's some common sense things. My grandmother, who's not with us any longer, always said that the biggest minority in the United States is common sense. And I think that she was right on in saying that. And some of the answers to some of our health problems, we could address using some common sense strategies. So I would love to be there if they are gonna use some common sense, you know? And sometimes we get so into diagnosing things and coming up with all these protocols that they really didn't help anybody, but we just created a lot of paperwork. Yeah, I agree. A lot of that is out on the on the turf, tossing right. it around and, and not really helping the situation at all. Being uh, very that, disruptive, right. you know? Like we created insurance for people saying everyone needs insurance, but then you gave people insurance with high deductibles. So how do you give someone that doesn't have a means an insurance that has a $6,000 or $7,000 deductible? So when it came to specialty care, the person can't afford to get it because the deductible is so high. And, and, yet, you and, say, and yet you say, well, they have insurance, but they have it, but it's of no use to them. Well, the people that benefited to all of that are the insurance companies. The insurance companies benefited from that. But I can't stand it when they want to act like you're giving people something and you're really not, the rich just benefited more than the people who needed it. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Um, now let's see. We've got two websites. Yes, sir. One, one is the, the brag factor that we're talking about now. Right. And uh, the other one is knockoutpain.com. Tell me about that. I like that. Knockout pain is because I'm a pain specialist. I'm board certified in pain medicine. That's one of my two specialties. And I treat people who have musculoskeletal pain, pain involving their neck, their shoulders, their back, hips, and it's done non-surgically. And one of the messages that I want people to understand is most of these things can be handled without surgery. Even though back pain is one of the number one reasons people come to the doctor, in the United States, back surgery is done at twice the rate of other countries. Yet we know statistically, if you had 100 people, only five of those 100 should really need back surgery. So why is it? People think surgery is the answer when they really uh -huh. should be seeking non-surgical remedies. That's, that's right. Wait till they get to rehab. Right. It's a rehab. That's correct. <laughs> they don't know that. They don't know how that is. <laughs> They don't had, know how I, it is, right. I, I had a total knee replaced. Okay, so you know about rehab. I know all about that rehab. <laughs> That's and I right. I got to watch my step. <laughs> watch your steps. That's right. But if you put the work in, and if you didn't have any complications from surgery, you're probably a little better off now that you went through it. But again, oh, sure. it just case mm -hmm. discipline and the goals of saying, this is what I need to do and how often I need to do the exercises. And it's just spoke to your accountability. Do you have a, a chiropractic background in any way? No, sir. I'm a typical uh, physician. I'm not a chiropractor. Uh, at one point I did own until the pandemic, a physical therapy center as well as part of my practice. So I had physical therapists to help treat people who had musculoskeletal pain. And I right. do believe in having physical therapists who have manual skills, mean hands-on skills, which you may think are chiropractic skills to help people who have musculoskeletal problems. 
And I say the difference in the physical therapist and the chiropractor is that the physical therapist is going to do some hands-on with you, but they're going to help you go home with a program that you can do yourself so you don't have to be dependent on coming back. Oftentimes, chiropractors, I'm not here to talk bad about them because they're an integral part of treating people with musculoskeletal problems. But a lot of times, their treatment is a little longer. And with a physical therapist, you can usually go a shorter period of time because they're going to concentrate, as I hope they did with you, John, in showing you what you could do at home. I already have. Uh, my wife, she goes to work out uh, three or four times a week. Right. Uh, and, and is doing very well with it. And I was telling her about my lower back. Mm-hmm. And, and she said, do you know how to do a Superman? Right. <laughs> and, I said, and I said, no. This was only an hour ago. Right. I said, she, get down. And I, I couldn't get it, get it going. That's you how weak. That's why my, my weak was, my back was so weak. I couldn't get Superman. Well, one of the things you can do to just strengthen your back a little bit, since you are talking on, the, on the podcasts and things all day, buy one of those stability balls at one of those sporting goods stores and just sit on it. And when you're sitting on it at times of the day, that's going to help increase your core passively. And that's an easy thing you can do. Rather than sitting in that chair you're sitting in, just sit on that a few times a day and let that, the balancing and all of that is going to passively help you increase your core. And she may come home and say, I left him as a weak man and I came home and found a superman. Yeah. No, she's the type she'll keep it to herself. She'll keep it to herself. <laughs> That's right. She'll brag on you, huh? Uh-uh, not at all. Make your own brag. Make your own brag. That's what your book says. Make your own brag. Make your own brag. I read it right here. <laughs> Do you, uh, you know, you have so many things going on. Um, and I'd like to think that, that I don't know, you can't, you can't roll the, the books all at the same time. You've got five or six. Um, right. And they're all look like they're all very, very, very well done. Uh, whoever thank does your book covers, you ought to pat him on the back. Well, thank you so much. He is good. He is excellent. And I thought that... Um, the brag book, that's the, the, the past one. Right. The competitive job market, job market, yeah. Learn to own and communicate your value. Oh, uh, sometimes that can be hard. Trying to compete, compete people, let them help themselves. Right. Um, well, the you, hard thing is you have to think of, when people think of bragging, some people think of bragging as bad. So it all comes with the mindset. What are you thinking about? And when you sometimes if you just change you into a product, just like you may have a, a glass or something, and you say, oh, this is a good glass. It keeps my water cold. Think about you as a product. And if you think about yourself as a product, it's easier to brag on. As you said, Road Tide is something that you started off at the beginning of this program. Um, people brag on their sporting teams, and they have no problems doing it. So think of yourself as that football team the next time and how you can freely brag on your sporting team. You could do that about yourself the same way. And just think of you as that sporting team 
or that product and say some good things about you. And it's going to make you feel better. You're going to be more confident. And you don't have to be obnoxious. The reason I say that, John, is you want to think of brag as a five-letter word, not a four-letter word. Because that last G, like at Fort Bragg where you went, that last G stands for gratitude. Well, how about that? That's good. And also, I was going to say that, uh, you know, you've probably got a, a big red A on your drinking glass. <laughs> I turned it around because I do. I have a big red A on my drinking glass. <laughs> That's right. One of my staff members gave me this, and they gave me a big red A on my drinking glass. So... <laughs> I don't miss much. <laughs> you don't miss much, do you? But that's right. I got a big red A over there. <laughs> I start the day off with my big red A. <laughs> yeah, there you go. If you would, um, I'd like to tell all those viewers to where they can buy your book. You can get book. my book. You can get my book from Amazon.com. Just put it on the books when it brag, and all of my books will come up if you just put my name in the search bar on the Amazon and the Brag Factor, my back pain book, and all the books will come up from Amazon.com. Right. You know, I've noticed recently that a lot of, uh, call them just publishers, um, they're taking on, no, they're not, like Ingram Spark? Yes. Well, and and um, even Barnes and Noble, they're starting a program. They're all starting programs to help uh, authors publish. Right, that's right. They and that wasn't the case two years ago. That's right. Yeah, because so many people, you know, one of the things people, a lot of people have on their wish list, a bucket list, is to write a book. And so they're taking advantage of that. There are a lot of people that have books in them that they never get written out. Actually, I took a long time before I wrote, wrote my first book. I thought about writing a book in college, and I read the book on how to write a book. I went to medical school, read the book again on how to write a book. And then when my <laughs> mother had back pain in 2013, I became her caregiver. And she said, you need to write a book. What are other people going to do? They don't have you to help them. And I'm like, mother, I'm trying to take care of you, run a practice, and what do you want me to do? She says, you need to write a book to help other people. So my first book was actually dedicated to my mother. And when your mother asks you to do it, you do it. And so I did exactly. it. And so I wrote my first book on back pain. And, uh, yeah, so a lot of people have that. So they have programs to help you write a book. And at that time, I wasn't using the uh, phone to the voice memos, and that's what took so long. So after I did that first one, you know, iPhone and all those things kind of evolved. I said, you know what, let me be smart about this. I have that commute to and from work. I can dictate and get those things done, and then uh, I got a process down, and it really helped me. Well, thanks. I'm going to look into that. You look at it, and then write me and let me know how it helps you. All right. I got something I'm going to send you probably – today or tomorrow. That's not okay, like wonderful. about that, just other things. Okay, wonderful. Um, now here we get to the great part, the adios. I had okay. a good time with you. You're a good person. And okay. I'm glad to have you on my on my podcast. On my and show. I enjoyed it as well. Um, and I want to thank my listeners for tuning in to Searching for Integrity. And uh, so long. And happy trails to all.
until we see again.